Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. It was so tight and slippery they called it the vagina (laughs) the the actors called it the vagina um welcome to recotopia a happy home for recommended movies shows and music from two people you can definitely trust trustability varies by region no guarantees implied Now, here are your hosts, Chris Atkinson and Jeremy Scott. Holly was right. Born Caverns was a tourist trap. I don't don't try and pin this fucking shite on me. This is not caving. This is an ego trip. Come on, Rebecca. I didn't know this was going to happen. This is exactly what we believe in. We've always said if there's no risk, what's the point? Don't try and justify this. Where, Where are we? It hasn't got a name. It's a new system. I wanted us all to discover it. Hello, everybody. Recotopia episode 37. I'm Chris Atkinson. I'm Jeremy Scott. And um, yeah, JC, always asking if those Titans have it together yet. Well, they've won four in a row, but they still haven't gotten it together yet, in my opinion. I agree. At least they're not the Colts, I guess. At least they're not the Colts. Yeah. And uh, and until they can score, like what they scored, 20 points in the second half all season, the Titans. 20 That's points not good. in the second half all season. They need to start ramping that up. Anyway, enough sports <sighs> talk. Uh, how are you guys doing out there in the chat? Uh, once again, we have a lot of, uh, familiar faces and everything on Twitch and YouTube and, uh, and, uh, Shireen asks us, uh, how are you both doing today? I am doing, I'm doing great. How about you, Jeremy? I'm doing well. I'm excited. I've got a lot of um, fun stuff in the prep here that we're going to talk about today. Okay. Do you want to kick us off with some recommends? It's no big deal. It's so small and light. It's small. It's tiny. It's petite. It's wee. Um, recently released uh, on Hulu, an original film called Rosalind. Okay. Um, this is Caitlin Deaver, who I seem to recommend every other week on this show, something she's in. <laughs> yep. Um, she's just awesome. She can do drama and she can do comedy. This is comedy. This is PG-13. <clears throat> modern language but period setting uh so think like a knight's tale i guess in terms of Mm -hmm. uh tone overall she's she's um romeo's girlfriend and romeo says things to her that are straight from the play that he will later say to juliet like the stars Mm -hmm. are your eyes and all this stuff 
and uh he's just a dumbass casanova in this movie um and she can't make it she doesn't make it to a party where she's supposed to meet up with him and it's of course the famous party from the movie the mask party and he ends up meeting juliet and so she goes to see him and finds him <laughs> saying all the same things to juliet that he said to her and she gets mad and decides to do revenge um <clears throat> and the way that it plays with the original is very similar to Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead in that a lot of things that happen in this movie are things that happen in the play, but they happen for totally different reasons in this movie or different mm -hmm. motivations. Yeah. Um, if you like her, then absolutely 100%. If you like Booksmart, um, this is the lead girl from that. Watch this movie. You will love it. Um, <clears throat> she carries it. Uh, everybody else is pretty good. Bradley, uh, Bradley, not Bradley Cooper, uh, Bradley Whitford uh, plays uh, her dad. Um, and uh, it's just charming. It's just charming as hell. They they use a lot of modern language. There's there's an F-bomb. There's the shit. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But they also speak, like it's at one point where she's writing a series of letters to Romeo and he's not responding. And she, you hear her voice narrating the letters. And she's like, why do you not respond? Have you run out of quill ink? Uh, and it's just <laughs> humorous in every way that it can be i can't recommend this movie enough um it's called rosalind and it's on on hulu it's only on. all right hulu. okay all right all right i haven't even heard of this but this sounds oh, wow. amazing yeah, yeah i remember reading a year or two ago that caitlin deaver signs on to, to play a third wheel to romeo and juliet in a new adaptation and i kind of rolled my eyes because i thought i don't we don't need another adaptation of romeo and juliet but this kind of goes the other way mm -hmm. and skewers every moment of that play uh, and it's really fresh. I thought it was really funny. <clears throat> All right. Awesome. Uh, I ventured out to the multiplex uh, a week or so ago and uh, took in the movie Barbarian. Um, and uh, this, uh, I had heard a, a quite a bit about it. Like people, I, I can't remember if people were raving about it or if it was one of those where it was like got a lot of raves early on and then people started seeing it and and like eh, it's not that good or whatever but uh i really enjoyed this um uh this is this uh this movie stars georgina uh campbell as this woman who is coming into detroit to uh apply for a job uh, interview for a job with a well-known documentary filmmaker she goes to an airbnb that is out in the middle of uh like a a basically what i guess it's just a dead neighborhood of, of like homes that don't really exist anymore but except for this one that is being used as an airbnb and um and uh she goes to the door and she tries to find the keys and the keys aren't there and and, uh, and then, and then she's like, well, I guess I'm gonna have to call the owner of this place or whatever. And, and, uh, and can't get a hold of him, but then sees a light come on in the, in the, in the house. And, uh, uh, up, she goes to knock on the door and, and there's Bill Skarsgård, uh, saying that he has rented out the Airbnb and that, that, it, you know, I don't, what are we going to do here? We're going to say, so he to be the nice guy says eventually just says, Hey, why don't you just stay here? Uh, I'll sleep on the couch. You can take the bedroom. We'll sort this out tomorrow. 
Yeah. So a lot of this seems very creepy and weird and, 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 uh, and eventually she, she does, uh, yeah. And it, and it starts off a lot like, you know, uh, something where you really feel like, you know, where this is going, right? Like, cause you, cause Bill Skarsgård's gotta be, he's gotta be a creepy guy or else he wouldn't do all this type of stuff. And then she goes to sleep at night and suddenly hears her door open and, mm. and, uh, she wakes up and she's like, she counts, she gets out and she finds Bill Skarsgård on the couch. He's sleeping, but he's making noises. He's like, he's like, he's like mumbling in his sleep. He's like, what is this? Well, there's a big, there's a little bit of an argument that happens. She accuses him of maybe possibly opening her door in the middle of the night. He denies it. Uh, but then she goes back to sleep the next morning. There's a note waiting for her saying, I've, you know, Bill Skarsgård says, I'm going to go out and get some groceries or something like that. And she goes off to do her interview. And, um, and, uh, this movie, takes a turn i'm not sure i want to entirely mm. divulge what happens uh, after this but this movie does take a turn at some point where they find more parts of the house to explore mm. and uh this house has dimensions that they did not realize when they walked in and uh, at some point, there's a cutting point where it comes, it, where the movie splits into basically two halves. And Justin Long becomes our main character. And Justin Long is a character who is playing an actor who has just recently been accused of being sexually aggressive on a set. And he's about to get canceled. And he's about to get, uh, you know, he, he's going to get arrested. He's going to go to jail, all this type of stuff. He flees Hollywood and he goes to Detroit where he just so happens to own this house that the Airbnb, is, you know, where the Airbnb is. Ah. And, um, and he goes, he goes there and starts trying to figure out what is he going to do? Now he tells his best buddy who's like, come on, bro. You can tell me what really happened with that girl, blah, blah, blah. And of course he tells a bullshit story where he's not a hundred percent clean, but he's really, he's really not any percent clean you can tell uh, by the way he tells the story that he's he he did the things that the woman accused her accused him of um but he goes back to the house figuring out well how am i going to get money and so he's going around the house trying to look for stuff and he finds out this is a pretty humorous <laughs> section of the movie where he finds all this stuff that uh, Georgina Campbell and Bill Skarsgård found in the earlier part of the movie. And it's like, Oh wow. More square footage for this house that I can sell. And he's going <laughs> through all this scary ass shit with a tape measure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, um, there is something else going on in the house that I have not revealed, of course, because I want you to know, uh, uh, I want you to figure this thing out for yourself, but it's going to make you sit there and wonder for a while. Then you're going to be like, Oh shit. Okay. That's more information, but now what the fuck? So you're going to do that a bunch. Um, and, uh, and this movie is pretty genuinely scary and it has some pretty good social commentary to it. And, um, and uh, overall a really satisfying horror movie, I would say. Um, uh, so it's a completely different one. You always got to give points to the movie that, makes you think it's going one way and it never 
goes the way you think it's going to. Yeah. It never goes that way. You're always Mm. like, oh, okay, this is the movie where the movie does this. And it's like, nope, not doing that. (laughs) So, yeah, that's um, always awesome. So, uh, I highly recommend Barbarian. Uh, hope other people, I can talk to other people about this, uh, soon, uh, because it's, it's, uh, it's a discuss worthy movie. All right. Um, so anyway, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I, uh, for my second recommend, I'm going to give you a couple of tools that you may well know about, but you may not. And just in case you mm-hmm. don't, I'm going to give them to you because I do a lot of writing. I write a lot for YouTube videos and I write a lot of books and short stories mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> two websites that I visit that are free resources that I find invaluable that I'm probably on every single day. The first one you may know about thesaurus.com yep. because we all have words that we lean into a little more than we should. The other one is the graphic shows you is rhymezone.com. Mm-hmm. Now this comes yep. in super handy for the YouTube videos that we write because yep. a lot of times we do uh, rhyming based jokes or alliteration or, but I use both of these websites for the videos and for my book writing. And uh, <clears throat> if you do any kind of writing or want to, uh, this will greatly expand uh, your arsenal of words and eventually your uh, vocabulary at the ready. Um, I've been using them for years. I don't think I've ever talked about them much, but uh, rhymezone.com, thesaurus.com. I, I also use these quite a bit. Um, there are, there have been some times where I've been writing scripts though, and you're like, all right, I need to come up with that perfect. Yeah. like other word for this so that I can get a rhyme or a pun or something like that. in. and man, some words just aren't rhymable. Some words just aren't the sourceable. Um, but for the most part, it, it's a, it's a huge help because a lot of times you do sit there and you, you wear out the same word quite a bit, or you, you know, you need something, you need, you need a rhyme and you can't come up with one and it gives you all the different syllables and all that. Like, you know, it's like a two syllable, a three syllable, a four syllable. So, uh, I really do enjoy those sites and, uh, happy to hear that you use them as well. The, uh, I love rhyme zone because it'll give you in bold the really accurate rhymes, but then it gives you mm-hmm. in unbolded text, kind of like Eminem rhymes, right? Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> where he rhymes orange with porridge. It'll give you mm-hmm. kind of those similar rhymes. Um, so man, mm-hmm. I feel like whatever you write, these two websites would be really helpful. So there yeah. you go. Um, I, uh, I opened up a uh, shutter, uh, uh, a few days ago to uh to uh watch uh i was i was looking for just anything basically so like give me something and i want to get something that's you know pretty highly recommended and one of them that had five uh red skulls on it i was like oh, oh yeah but the imdb is a 6.5 but you know what in horror land the 6.5 is pretty damn good um but uh it's uh it's called bloody hell is what i ended up uh, uh picking out here and this is an interesting story it's a, it's, it's somewhat horror, I guess, but for the most part, uh, the main character, Ben O'Toole, uh, finds himself in, uh, at a bank and he's about to flirt with this, uh, uh, cashier that he likes and, and everything. And, um, and just as he's about to start his flirtations, the bank gets robbed. People come in guns. Uh, there's like five or six of these guys and, uh, and, um, he, while he's hiding and while he's waiting to get his wallet stolen, he's just, he's ready to just, you know, you know, he's just sitting there. 
he has this sort of like this, I don't know, this doppelganger guy that's in his head that talks to him. It's, it's him doppelganger. It's really him. It's the, it's to the guy playing two roles, essentially who's telling him, Hey, kill them all, you know, just kill them. And so he, he, uh, he manages, he, there's a gun, I think in one of these handbags that he, that just happens to be next to him. And he pulls out a gun and he shoots the first guy. And then like, then he just goes on a rampage. The next, next scene we see is he's in court, uh, being, uh, uh, because an innocent person did get killed during his, uh, uh, his heroic attempt to save everybody. So there he's getting blamed for this innocent person getting killed. Hmm. And so he has to spend eight years in prison because of this. Uh, and when he gets out, he's a pseudo celebrity who has paparazzi following, following him around and everything. And he just wants to get away while he was in prison. He used some sort of spitball tactic at a map to try to find some place that he would like to go when he, when he gets out of jail. Hmm. And Finland kept coming up every time he spits over there. So it's Finland he ends up going to. Um, but he notices that there's people following him around when he goes to the airport. And when and uh, he doesn't know what it's all about, but he's but he's a pseudo celebrity, so people have interest in him. And he just figures it's part of the territory. But then when he lands in Finland, he gets kidnapped and and uh, he is taken to this house where when he wakes up he is missing part of his leg and he's Jesus hanging, christ and he's hanging from a basement and uh and uh and he's just you know has has just like ropes tied around his wrists and everything uh he quickly finds out he is in this house with this family uh who are who have been killing people to feed their monster son basically is what it is. They have a, they, they have a somewhat normal looking family, but there's this one, there's this one member of the family that they have not, they had, they do not show at any time during the whole thing. We just hear growls and, and yells and stuff like that all the way throughout. Um, one day, one of the smaller children, comes down to the basement to see the person that they have hanging up in their basement and he gets a little bit too close and the the our hero of the story grabs him by grabs him with his legs and and uh and uh holds him hostage until somebody can come down and try to save him and then he can use that as leverage to get out there's a funny little conversation he has with himself in the basement where he's talking about like it's like, how did the guy in misery get out of the, uh, get out of his situation? And he goes, well, he wrote the book that, uh, that Annie wanted and he could always hold that book in as leverage for insurance. If, if she ever, if she ever tried to kill him and everything. And, uh, and he goes, he's, and so the, so the, the guy in his mind is like, well, we need, we need to get some insurance. He's like, and he's, and was it like, he says, ends up uh, ends up uh, killing her with the, or hitting her over the head with a typewriter or whatever. And that's how he gets out at the end. And he goes, well, we need to get something for some in insurance. And the guy's like, yeah, and we need a typewriter. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so anyway, they, um, uh, the, the, uh, the, the only other woman of the house, a young woman who's like, uh, her name is, uh, Alia or yeah, Alia comes down when she, when he's got this kid, um, in a, in the, in his, you know, in a leg lock or whatever, she kind of, she's not part, she doesn't really 
believe in the thing that the family's doing with the feeding people to their brother and everything. So he, she has a soft spot for him, uh, and wants to help him escape, but she's afraid that if she helps him escape, that they'll both be in trouble. And that's basically the, the premise of this movie. It's really funny. And there's some, some, uh, you know, there's some, a couple of gross moments in here, but, uh, overall, I, I think this is a fun movie. It's a, I think you would like this, Jeremy. You may okay. I may have done a terrible job describing it for you, uh, but uh, I think you would actually like this. The dialogue okay. that he has with himself in this movie is the fun part of the of the whole thing. Okay. Uh, so uh, so yeah, I think I think you would like that. I will uh, I will put it on the list. Absolutely, it no. sounds intriguing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bloody hell. Um, yeah and uh and then we have uh, patrick even says yes bloody hell is awesome he says uh, that's um, two opinions i trust right yeah there. uh but i, I you know I, I may have botched i when you know when i talk about these movies i don't want to give away i want you to guys to have the surprise that i have when i'm like watching it you know and so a lot of times I'm i'm sitting there describing a movie and i'm like i don't want you to know that i don't want you to know that <laughs> Um, so, and then I end up thinking, well, maybe I didn't, maybe I undersold it by the end. Anyway. Um, no, you made it sound very interesting. So, okay, good. Um, all right. Well, uh, you ready for the big recommend? Let's do the big. I'm ready. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill i'm fine i'm fine it's just that you're so big it's so huge it's a good rule but this is bigger than rules it's bigger on the inside is it i noticed all right uh so the today's big recommend is the descent um mm -hmm. and uh you know it's funny i i i meant to go and watch the uh, alternate ending to this movie that everybody told me was better but i didn't get around to seeing the alternate ending uh from what i understand it's different in that it's like kind of a like a uh we find out it's been a vision the whole time it's been like a um, dream or something like that no not quite um I actually think the alternate ending, I did, I haven't seen it. I read what it is, and I think it's way better than the ending we get. Um, mm -hmm. The ending we get, I mean, if you're listening to the show, you either have seen the movie or you don't care about being spoiled. The ending we get, she gets out, right? And yep. passes out, and then she's alive, right? Mm -hmm. and yeah. In the extended ending, after she's, like, rescued or whatever, she wakes back up in the cave, and her rescue and getting out was a vision. And then she hears the crawlers coming towards her and it mm, goes to credits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I think would have been a much more satisfying ending, but they the, were concerned that U.S. audiences would find it too depressing. Yeah. Because well, either... I think it Go ahead. may have even gotten test screened uh, or whatever and that's how they i don't know maybe maybe they just thought that on their own that it's just too depressing i, I mean the, uh, there's only two options either they 
massively underestimate American filmgoers' appetite or American filmgoers are pansies and can't handle a down ending. I, I guess. We've seen we've seen so many different kinds of movies. I don't know why like one movie decides, well, we're gonna we have to have this ending. Like, you know, we've we can handle it, guys. We can handle it. Um, but um anyway, the the movie uh is part, you know, there's there's in parts deliverance in this there's in parts. Um, uh, I, I even heard a score that sounded like the thing going mm-hmm. through this, that mm-hmm. dun, 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 sound, whatever. But, um, anyway, this is about, uh, about a bunch of women who, uh, all have the thirst to, uh, go caving and they, now most of them want to go, uh, want to go to something that's, reasonably safe right they don't want to but they don't want to go to the touristy one either so they they want to they want to do something that's somewhat difficult but not have a bunch of people around and all that but uh so they find so they they enlist this girl juno to uh to find the cave for aka the devil yeah she is the devil in this and uh and uh uh, we find we we, we kind of know early on if you've ever seen a movie before you know that there's something between her and we know that there's something between her and her uh, fr- best friend's husband uh, in this there's like some meaningful looks some 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 weirdness he's mm-hmm. acting strange on the way home from this whitewater rafting trip um she even says boy you're acting strange just before yeah. yet another horror movie starting off with a big wreck i was gonna email the family. you ask if this was on purpose because it, so i was like well again come on yeah this is this is almost exactly what the changeling does <laughs> only it's 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 the mother who survives um and instead of uh you know instead of finding another house uh rented out by a historical society she just goes caving with her best friends that's what she does mm-hmm. um uh but um anyway uh, they, uh, they, they, uh, it's been some time. I can't remember how much time she's, she, uh, is in the hospital. She finds out her husband's dead. Her daughter's dead. Her daughter who was just about to turn five is dead. Um, and, uh, and, uh, there's a period of mourning and I can't remember how long they say has passed between this time. I'm not sure they year. do. I was looking for it, but I'm, mm-hmm. I, I got the sense it was about a year because they have these conversations like, how's she doing? Well, she's here. It still feels mm-hmm. like it's a fresh memory, but yeah, I don't know that they said exactly. Yeah. Well, they all, so, so whatever, it's time for them to all to come, come together and have a, a big moment. And Juno really for reasons, probably, uh, more personal than, than what she says they are. She picks this cave that they all think is this sort of touristy cave that people go to and everything, but they find out pretty quickly that this place, there's, there's not really anything going on here at all. And, um, and, uh, and, uh, when they get, there's a point where they get trapped in this cave and they're like, um, so you just, you said, a you know, you put in a, a report that we're coming to this cave. Right. And he says, well, this isn't the cave that you all <laughs> wanted to go to. 
and uh, <laughs> and, wow. and and yeah, it's in, it's like she is an absolutely infuriating person who is um who's you know whose motives are always like you know what are what is exactly what is she trying to do here? She's she trying to like cleanse herself of guilt? Is she trying to what is she trying to do throughout this whole movie? Uh, but yeah, Juno is kind of the devil in this movie. There's not any like it doesn't seem like there's any redeeming qualities about her by the end of this movie. Um, but this movie doesn't get right into the horror right away. The horror kind of is kind of like, um, is just the things that they have to do, especially if you're not experienced cavers, which I would never do any of this shit that's in this movie at all ever would never be in this situation. Um, that where there's a point where they have to go across this, huge cavern that's like got this tremendous drop they throw it's funny they already know they already know it's a steep drop they know that it's not one that you'd want to fall down but somebody throws a rock down in it anyway and it takes like 10 seconds for the rock you hear the sound <laughs> and she goes and she goes thanks thanks a lot i needed that or whatever <laughs> thanks for that, that yeah. was awesome. and uh and so uh yeah so she that there's a point where uh is it Juno that takes charge on this? Juno like goes up to put all the little uh, pitons, or who is it? Who else was it? Uh, it's um, this is it, one thing that that bugs me about this movie. I mean, you have to keep it dark and you ha- and everything, but the characters are not like Juno's not a, the last outside one that of comes across. Oh, Juno's the last one. But somebody goes across and starts sticking all these pitons in the yeah. like the rock and then like puts a rope across, then you know, and then then they can all slide across, they can all like uh rope themselves over to the other side and everything. During the middle of this climb, one of the women sees an old one that's there, and that's scary enough that you see like this old one that you think is an abandoned cave or whatever, but they've quickly come to realize this is probably a hundred years old. It's not, you know it's probably nothing recent but this pisses off juno because eh, that means somebody who's gone into this cave before has already been here and has already named it and i wanted to name it for myself and so um so yeah they get across there and then there's a point where they have to go through this like very narrow tunnel which in the trivia section apparently it was so tight and slippery they called it the vagina (laughs) the the actors called it the vagina um i love that um they uh they have to crawl through this thing and like seriously jeremy i know you're a lot like me when it comes to stuff like this there's so much nope going on in this movie so much nope like can i just lie down and not and and you know whatever and just you guys can like find somebody to save me later dude sleeping in the cabin it is a nope for me man let's, let's <laughs> yeah. spider haven like mm-hmm. uh, let's say nothing of the caves yeah they try to go through this narrow tunnel and there's a point where uh sarah the main character of this movie gets stuck and then there's like you know an attempt to try to try to get her to calm down because I guess there's some sort of claustrophobia or something going on there. And, um, and, uh, then they find out that it's the, they hear some rumbling and they know that there's a cave in about to happen. They have to get out to the other side before it's 
too late. When that cave-in happens, now they like, well, now we're fucked. Where do we go now? That's the only place we could even, you know, is there another opening out of this place? We don't know. Is um, there air? You don't know. Yeah, is there air? You don't know. Um, so yeah, that it's it's all it's all like, okay, where are we gonna go next? We're gonna and they're they're having an, that's the whole horror of this first part of this movie is are they going to be able to find a place that's to, to get out of this thing? Like that's scary enough. Um, and, and are they, if they, and are, what are they going to have to navigate to get to that place? Because it's an un, it's for most part, what it seems like an unexplored cave. Um, so like, there's not any like real way to, there's not anything mapped out for them to know. Not too long though. They run into, we start seeing hints, of other creatures being uh running around in this cave um there's a point where sarah shines a light down and sees one of these creatures way far down in the distance and a creature uh scurries off and runs away and she says that she sees something of course juno says you didn't see anything because i'm secretly secretly the devil in this movie um and um and, and then, uh, but then, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I fucked your husband. Um, there's a point though, where this is, this is one of the best sort of scary reveals there there's ever been in a movie. And I remember this was when I was living in New York, this was one of my favorite things to walk into, uh, during, cause to see crowd reaction is when they're shining that light around and then we just kind of get a glimpse of one of those creatures behind them, right behind them as the, as the, as they're walking around, it's one of those, just, it's just a stunningly scary moment because you're, it's, you don't, it's, it's a jump scare, but it's a well done jump scare to, mm. to, to see something like that. Cause you're, you're always kind of expecting it, but there's no sound or and there's no, there's nothing that like tips you off to when it's going to happen because so much, so much doesn't happen in the way of, of like real horror stuff, like, like regular horror stuff that you're always expecting to just kind of always be towards the edge and never get to see the, the creature. And then finally it's on creatures are attacking. Uh, they have adapted. They have evolved to be able to not only just go around this cave blindly, but they can also climb all over the place, just using their hands and feet and stuff. And they are horrifying, ghoulish-looking things uh, that are probably uh, the result of many years of inbreeding and uh, and things of that nature. We're in the Appalachians. I don't think that's uh, uh, you know I don't think that's very subtle at all. We we are definitely seeing like uh, creatures who are forms of inbreeding here that have gone so far that they are now just like barely human. Um, and uh and the, that's 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 that it's the it's uh them trying to survive these things uh all the way through and then of course there is a there's some revelations yet to be yet to be um uh, uncovered throughout this sarah doesn't know about the cheating yet but she's gonna find out through a very weird way a very weird strange way where she has this the one of the other friends has like a token of some sort that she, that uh juno that her husband gave juno and it has this inscription on it and and uh and uh and she uh, she ends up like 
with yeah, Juno at one point like uh is killing all these like uh these uh, creatures down below and then suddenly the, one of the friends sneaks up on her. I don't know why you would do this in the middle of a rampage like this, but like runs up to her and then she turns around and stabs this woman in the neck and doesn't, she didn't know it was her friend, but like at the same time, why are you coming up on her like that while she's yeah. battling all these dudes? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. That was like crazy. But, um, but, uh, yeah, there's some revelations to be had and some uh, some reckonings to be had and everything. Anyway, it's very scary fun. I don't like all the flash cutting of editing that goes throughout this, but uh, for all for all for for the most part, this is a great movie. I uh, I appreciate a movie that has the courage to wait until halfway through to even tell me it's a creature feature. Like mm-hmm. this movie sets up as though the claustrophobia and the getting out of the cave is the horror and Mm -hmm. then it gets bloody as hell like i was shocked how much blood this movie has like and then sarah falls into a pool of blood and stands up out of that pool and i was like even more blood there's Mm -hmm. so much blood um Mm -hmm. i did a lot of reading uh on the trivia section uh sounds like you did too i appreciated that this guy went full saving private ryan with his cast and mm-hmm. kept the people who played the crawlers, whom he insisted be real actors and not stunt people. He wanted mm-hmm. them to develop characters. He kept them separate from the female cast, even during lunch. And the girls never knew what the creatures even looked like until they shot that first scene where they get attacked. And they yeah. were so scared, they screamed and ran out of the cave, and they were laughing by the time they hit the entrance. <laughs> um there's a lot of interesting things about the making of this movie, but he said the thing is one of his main influences um, when he was making this. This guy's had an interesting career. This is Neil Marshall. He directed two of my favorite Game of Thrones episodes. Um, mm, yeah, that's he's right. He's been doing mostly TV, good TV, um, since the mid-2000s. He's done Game of Thrones, Constantine, Hannibal, Westworld, Lost in Space on Netflix, um and then he did that hellboy movie that was not very well received um but i appreciated the care he took and i think that is why this movie is good and it it, uh it's not just let's just do a cave slasher it's there was a lot of thought put into it each of the women is from a different country Mm -hmm. um i just uh i haven't seen many movies like this it made made my eventual double feature choice difficult um Yeah, I loved it. I've only seen it twice now, but I had forgotten almost all of it. Yeah, I same here. I, how bloody it was. I had only seen it. I had only seen it uh, when it came out, and I just remember it being really good. And it and it had uh, over the years, it's built up uh, quite a following too. So, um, so I was uh, I was glad to get back to it. I I just I only thing like I said, the biggest thing for me that bothered me a bit is we're already in the dark. It's already hard to see there were so many cuts in the, in the battle scenes and this and everything. And it's like, sometimes where you're just like, there's not a need for this shot that you just inserted right. here. There's no, sh- there's no need for any of this. Um, but, uh, that's just, that's, it's sort of a small qualm overall, uh, because I like everything leading up to it. And, uh, and, uh, but you know, once it's, once that, once it starts getting, uh, you know, a little bit, 
furious in the uh in the action and everything it's like oh god cut 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 yeah apparently he uh he did a movie called dog dog soldiers before this that was an all-male cast and uh when the descent came up he was thinking of having like male and female all the way through but uh like his agent or somebody said, why don't you do all female in this one? This would be like a, just a counter punch to your last movie that you did. Mm. So that's what he ended up going that way. Um, of course there is one male character and he is uh, an asshole and is dead in the first five minutes. So, um, (laughs) well, and it's his fault, man. He's looking at her and not the road for like, Eight full seconds as the car drifts over, and then the oncoming driver is clearly not paying attention because they just yeah. stay exactly where they are. He deserved that copper rod through the head. Uh, yeah, I would say so. I every time I see a wreck like this in movies, I'm like, is this how these things happen? I mean, I'm sure that there are some wrecks that happen this way, but it seems like there's this like like just completely just a complete lack of awareness uh at all on some of these things by both parties uh like you said like the other guy the other the other guy isn't looking either he's just kind of like do 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 yeah seriously oh man um <sighs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, looking in the chat, uh, some people are talking about the unearned jump, jump cut. I mean, jump scares that are in this. Um, um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think the movie does kind of, once that reveal happens and it's just all a bunch of, once it starts getting into the, you know, the fighting and everything, that's where it's kind of like loses a little bit of steam for me. Maybe it, Maybe it gathers steam for some of you, but I don't know. I and it's the only part of the movie. Is that what you got? Is that how you how you came out of it? Yeah. Or, um. Uh. It was. It was like. It, like I loved the stillness and quietness of that first fifty minutes or so, and enjoyed the mystery of what those creatures were. And then once once it starts getting into that, you know, frenzy, it's like, oh, okay, well this is a completely different mood, you know? So it absolutely um, is. I love movies that give you two movies in one, especially when you mm-hmm. don't see the turn coming. I remembered there was something creatureish coming this time, but the first time through, there's no reason for you to think there's going to be fucking horrific vampire looking blood sucking mm-hmm. creatures down there. <laughs> yeah. Dave is plenty scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. Uh, so now mm. are you ready for, the the secret double feature for this be very very quiet secret what secret a dirty little secret i tell you something i've never told anyone i'm not ready i told you uh it'll probably end up at the outtakes but i told you before the show that i had a list of like 11 uh or 17 big long list of possibles uh because this movie is so unique Mm-hmm. that i could look for survival type adventure goes wrong movies i could look for bloody horror creature movies i could look for something that has supernatural elements or something that doesn't um oh look at all these suggestions uh the one mm-hmm. that i the one that i want to do is is a little too on the nose but i'm still going to do it because i think it's the right answer um and that's alien um mm, okay because you have a group of people uh, going to do what they believe to be one task. Uh, They find something supernatural. Um, It turns into a horror movie uh, about 
partway through with creatures that are scary. Um, and there's somebody in the main cast, AKA Ian Holm, who is not telling the whole truth to everybody else about what's going yeah. on. Um, and then there's also only one survivor at the end. Um, and so for all those reasons, I really feel like alien is the perfect matchup. I wanted to go with wrong turn because of that whole inbred thing. And yeah. the first wrong turn movie is, is fairly similar in that it's just these kids trying to have an adventure, uh, and they take a wrong turn and Oh, in, inbred hillbillies who kill people. Uh, but I yep. really, I really do think that alien is the best, uh, double feature for this movie and it matches up a lot of different ways female empowerment um <clears throat> yeah so alien that's my super secret i like it i like it a lot and i like your reasoning behind it um there was a it seemed like in this era there were a lot of this what i would call redneck horror where you had a uh, wrong turn and you had uh, the hills have eyes remake and you had it was just like every horror movie was like everybody's going out to the countryside and guess what they're not too happy to see city folk uh wandering around out here and they will kill you because of it yes, um, there was a lot of that going on uh back in this era but uh all right well um what is next week's homework uh all right everybody we're going to one of my favorite 2001 movies that people i know have mostly never seen uh, it's called The Score, and it stars, mm. I'd argue, four of the greatest actors of all time. Robert De Niro, Ed Norton, Marlon Brando, and Angela Bassett. Um, mm -hmm. There are other people in this movie. They don't matter. Uh, these four are doing the heavy lifting. Um, and <clears throat> this is a heist movie. This is uh, Frank Oz directed this movie, of all people. Yeah. Um, and... <clears throat> De Niro is a proper thief. He lives, I think it's Montreal where this movie is set. And he lives, you know, a nice life. He runs a jazz club. Uh, he doesn't steal from his own town. He doesn't get caught. Uh, you could make a case that this is the same character from Heat, only in an alternate universe where he never got caught and shot at the end. Um, <clears throat> because he's that smart about how he goes about heisting. And uh, Ed Norton is this guy at a museum who's found something he wants to steal and brando hooks them up together and they come up with a plan that's all i'm gonna tell you uh if you have uh stars this is where you can watch this for free then if you have premium subscriptions at roku hulu sling tv amazon prime or philo philo uh you can watch it for free on all those but those would have to be premium subscriptions which i think means you're paying extra to have stars through those subscriptions um but uh this is a great movie and i can't wait to talk about it all right awesome i have never seen the score i know that surprises you but i have never seen it so um so i'm i'm looking forward to this uh because i have never seen this and i've heard many people over the years say that they liked it so i'm i'm uh i'm down with it and yes uh obina's like oh ah excellent non-horror yes we're out of the october horror stuff uh now so we're going to be uh you know recommending more non-horror stuff uh out of this uh next few months yeah uh and i'm 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 happy to have gone through a a horror month though i i yeah. i really enjoyed it um but uh yeah 
now to move on we go to stuff that's not horror and i <laughs> I'm, I'm all about it um all right do we have any questions yes we do yes we do and we in fact have time for a question or two question question i got something to say i want the truth i am listening i don't know why i just turned into dr seuss um <laughs> what is the most famous movie that you have physically visited a set location for excluding washington dc which i think is weird and unfair um mm. <clears throat> what do you say uh chicago uh, a lot of different spots where the dark knight was shot um very familiar uh places in the dark knight um uh especially the the place where the mayor's office supposedly is like that's one of the main i think that's like one of the main centers of chicago is that is that place where they filmed that um you may know better than i do but that like big plaza area where they usually have a big statue yeah of some sort yeah um uh they i think that's where they shot that um that mayor's office thing where the they hang the fake batman from the thing and yeah 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 um all that and then there's like a whole bunch of other just different locations that you can see on the street during the dark night that I've been on, been through on that. Um, there's a really unique building that's kind of like a parking garage. That's got that spiral yeah. looking thing that's in there. So like, yeah, a lot of, uh, 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 stuff there. That's probably the most famous, uh, filming location, even though it's just the city. If you're in Chicago, you've been to that filming yeah. location. So. Well, and I, one of my answers is central park and I'm like, I've probably only been three or 400 thousand movies that have a central park set but for me we ate you and i when we were in new york once at tavern on the green which is a restaurant right on the edge of central park that in, mm -hmm. the, muppets, in the muppets take manhattan the, yeah let's the uh, go by um outside that restaurant and um, uh ghostbusters too i think right like one of those was not ghostbusters maybe it's no i think it is Ghostbusters. It might be ghostbusters where rick moranis comes up to when he's being chased down by the hound and um, I think that may be it, but I'm not sure. Anyway, it's definitely no, no, must take Manhattan. That's good stuff. And then um, again, you and I, um, most of my travel in the last ten years has been with Chris. Uh, mm -hmm. The the Golden Gate Bridge and um, the Redwood uh, National Forest that we got to see that was yeah that appeared in uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Um, um, so those are my answers. That's good stuff. Um, JC, uh, in one of the questions asked, not the last castle, Chris, cause I actually did physically visit that set. It's not a famous <laughs> movie though. It's the only reason there's a caveat in that question. Um, like what is the most famous movie that you physically visited a set location for? Uh, but yeah, like the last castle, I was an extra on that movie for seven days out of a one month in the summer uh of 2001 and that's at that nashville prison that uh <laughs> that's no longer no longer being used uh, here but was once on the on the on the final list of being the sh one of the shawshank uh being in the shawshank yes, prison uh but uh some assholes in Ho ohio got it um bastards. uh but uh anyway um yeah that's uh, let's do another answers. question Let's mm -hmm. a question. Uh, what movie did you love as a child, but you are too afraid as an adult to watch it because it might be terrible? Um, one movie that I haven't 
seen I, I always talk about the uh movies that i used to see when we got hbo and it was like the string of movies from 1984 that were that i remember watching a million times never-ending story the natural all these mm. one that i used to watch all the time that i haven't seen since the 80s is cloak and dagger Ooh. um uh the henry thomas like this is i don't know if this is his direct follow-up to et but he's in it and it's you know it's the it's about a video game that's got like secret codes in it or some shit and uh but uh i just remember i just remember like really enjoying it as a kid but i i have this fear that i will watch it uh now and be like oh oh that's not a good movie at all or whatever mm. but i've 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 ordered the uh the 4k that's coming out for it so maybe i'll i'll realize when i i, I will eventually watch this uh again and and know <sighs> well i have two answers only one i put in the notes because i'm lazy but that one is candle shoe uh i'm pretty sure this is a fairly good movie the internet mm -hmm. seems to rate it at about 70 percent uh mm -hmm. young jody foster david niven helen hayes it's basically a family-friendly uh treasure hunt mystery uh this girl goes to live with this rich family i must have watched this movie a hundred times when i was a kid i had it on a vhs tape i watched it over and over and over again but i have not seen it since high school maybe even before mm -hmm. then i have no idea and then the other one that i haven't watched any of them longer is disney's the black hole oh like, yeah i adored that movie but mm -hmm. the internet tells me that i was wrong and i haven't seen it in 40 years probably i was maybe seven when i saw mm -hmm. it but i thought that movie was the bee's knees and now i'm i'm too afraid i don't think i've seen either of those movies i'm pretty sure um, our friend jonathan has seen uh candle shoe um but mm -hmm. uh yeah two very important movies in my youth they were very important to me in my youth yeah uh, mm -hmm. a couple of them uh, that are mentioned here in the chat josh says the secret of nim which is another movie that i watched a million times back in the day i have not seen it since the 80s uh but that's the old don bluth stuff um uh but uh but i bet i get the sense that movie still holds up a little bit uh jagged says the little rascals uh you mean that one in the 90s oh my god i, I don't think i like that i was like 17 when that little rascals movie came out uh was at a theater that played it i don't remember it being very good and plus donald trump was in that movie yeah uh, <laughs> uh short circuit two yeah mm, the last yeah. unicorn uh jc says odd choice but 1953's titanic i don't know if you're trolling i don't know if you're trolling uh, uh, probably not <laughs> probably not he's a titanic buff i'm sure he's seen it <laughs> uh and then nolan says my favorite movie when i was a kid was daddy daycare which i don't think i'm going to enjoy as much as an adult yeah I, as an adult i saw this movie as an adult for the first time and i was like nope 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 no i don't like that at all <laughs> um uh dark crystal maybe yeah you know weird we we send dark crystal a few years ago and and like I, that was the first time i had seen it since childhood or whatever and i was like this is still pretty good but it's also not nearly as good as i remember <laughs> <laughs> so all uh, right let's uh let's do one more um jc davis says that he was 100 percent serious about the topic. okay good um, take one of your favorite movies, 
Sorry, uh, producer, I skipped a question. Uh, it's my bad. Then ruin it with an era-specific recasting, cast, director, writer, score, whatever you want. Okay. All right, so people who, who follow the ins and outs of, of us know our favorite movies. Uh, mine is Back to the Future. Um, so Back to the Future, starring Finn Wolfhard as Marty. Um, <laughs> I love it already. Now, 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 now look this doesn't mean I don't like these actors. I just think putting <laughs> these actors in these roles would ruin the movie. I get it. I get it. Leonardo DiCaprio as Doc Brown, uh, Ezra Miller as George, Timothy Chalamet as Biff and Maddie's <laughs> and Maddie Ziegler as Lorraine, um, directed by Colin Trevorrow <laughs> written by Aaron Sorkin. Oh my and God. score by Hans Zimmer and Junkie XL. <laughs> That's the only one you had to say to really ruin it. <laughs> Let's just put Junkie XL on there. Yeah. <coughs> oh, so, that was awesome. There you go. Like that's one of those. That's one of those that like I, like I could see it where you know you have a producer situation where you get all the wrong people for everything, and somehow it turns into like this amazingness, but. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> all right. I could do this question every week. Um, my favorite mm -hmm. movie, as you all know, probably, hopefully, is The Matrix. So let's ruin it slowly. Um, first, let's put uh, Will Smith in there instead of Keanu, as uh, was originally almost the plan. Because um, I think that instantly makes that movie a, a jokier. Uh, mm -hmm. <clears throat> Let's cast Kevin Costner as Morpheus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then let's have Lena Dunham write it. Let's have Michael Bay direct it. And let's have <laughs> oh my Mumford and Sons do the score. Oh my God. The Matrix go. written by Lena Dunham would <laughs> like and and directed by Michael Bay. Like that I think they work well. Wow. Together. Like seriously. <laughs> I I'm speechless. <laughs> i would wonder like michael bay probably doesn't like i don't know does he he doesn't adhere to the script that often i wouldn't think um That's possible. So maybe he would take elements of it i don't know he would try to find ways to make it even worse i guess take take some of the worst uh the worst uh tendencies of lena dunham and like amplify them even more probably Oh my God! This is yeah. That's a wretched movie. That's I just love seeing Kevin movie. Costner doing that whole speech about the Matrix that Morpheus gives about oh. the real world versus. That'd <laughs> be insane. Um, oh my God! Uh, all right, maybe one more. Uh, yes, one more. Hang on one second. I didn't close my file. You mm -hmm. can't prove anything. Let's just do that one we almost did. Uh, what live you action didn't movie? See anything? <laughs> what live action movie would have worked better as an animated film? Uh, Ready Player One, I oh, think, would have been better. Um, I, I think one of the things that I don't like about Ready Player One is that it it's already trying to be animated in some ways because there's so much CGI mm -hmm. thrown at you. With an animated version, you wouldn't have to worry about how things look like weird and, and CGI. You would just have it already animated and everything. 
and you would be able to do a lot more than you did in the movie and you maybe adapt the book a little bit more uh faithfully than you did i don't know it just it feels like a movie that would be better as an animation so no i think that's the, the great answer i feel silly about mine now uh, but uh gi joe any of those yeah, G.I. Joe, Joe, sure why not yeah because the, the action is ridiculous in those movies anyway it started out as a cartoon and i think into the spider-verse has taught us that animated films can be mega hits mm. and uh so i know that guillermo del tormo tormo has said <laughs> that his toro. Stop, toro his stop motion pinocchio that's coming up is meant to be for grown-ups to show that animation is just a medium it's not specifically age group targeted so i'm curious mm -hmm. to see what he does with that that would be interesting yeah i agree um all right um all right everybody this is going to be the end of this episode next week's homework is the score um so yeah looking forward to that uh thank you guys in chat once mm -hmm. again for uh coming out and uh uh, giving us your thoughts about, about things. And, uh, and, uh, we really appreciate it, uh, that you come every week and, uh, happy to see you every week. So, yep. All right. Bye-bye. Be a part of the live show by being a member of the sin club at Patreon at patreon.com slash cinema chat with us on the cinema discord at discord.gg slash cinema or cinema twitter at cinema and email any comments or questions to recotopia at cinema that's r-e-c-o-t-o-p-i-a at cinema it says here that kanye west um because he lost his Adidas deal, mm -hmm. he's lost his billionaire status. Mm -hmm. And listen, if you lose a deal for future money, were you really a billionaire in the first place? <laughs> like, like he achieved billionaire status, but only because he had some sort of long-term deal with Adidas, and certainly that money hasn't all been paid out yet. Yeah. And so now they canceled the rest of that deal and he's not a billionaire anymore. I don't think he was in the first. He was a projected billionaire. Right. But not a billionaire billionaire, huh? Um, I'll get to it in a second. I can't really explain it right That's now. all right. It's a bunch of bullshit. I've already proven to Aaron earlier that I can um, entertain myself. Um, let's talk about... Let's talk about um leprechaun three some more um, we certainly um, yes yes man i i will tell you this i i still do not know what my double feature pick is gonna be okay my <laughs> god i had i whittled a list of 15 down to seven <laughs> yeah like every time almost every time i'm done in here I open up the door and Domino just comes in, doesn't even, doesn't even wait, just comes in and I'll put my foot out sometimes and he'll just jump over it or something. And I'm like, okay, no, you're not going to be able to wander around in here. Sorry. Um, Negatory. Mm -hmm. Weird happenings going on before the podcast. Weird and wild stuff. Mm -hmm. It's weird and wild stuff. Yeah. Okay. So at this point I'm absolutely convinced that that rumor that Tom Brady had a deal to be traded to Miami is true. Okay. 
because he looks miserable. He, he announces his unretirement, and then, like, I think a day or two later, that dude sues the Miami Dolphins for discrimination, mm. and the Dolphins go under scrutiny. <clears throat> and that's when the rumor says that deal fell apart. Mm. Shortly thereafter, Bruce Arians, I'm not going to coach anymore, but I'm going to be some kind of advisor who hangs around. Uh, just it all felt like, and now he looks miserable, not just because they're playing poorly, but uh, it just feels like that particular rumor has to have been true. Mm-hmm. And I also don't think him unretiring ruined their marriage. I think it's the other way around. I think the, the marriage was over, and he, so he said, I'm going to unretire mm-hmm. and go play football. Yeah, I, I don't think a marriage of that... I shouldn't speculate on other people's marriages, I suppose, mm-hmm. but I don't think a marriage of that length that appeared to be that solid uh, would break over one decision to unretire. It has to have been something that was building for a while, yeah. I would think. Yeah, anyway, you would think. I don't not enjoy seeing him play poor. Uh, my wife and I were talking about Mike Birbiglia uh, after we saw that show and about how hard it must be to not only keep a marriage healthy when you're on the road so often, mm-hmm. but also how to keep your body healthy, you know, because he's, he's not able to do fresh home-cooked meals. He's going to eat, you know, he's going to be in a hotel. He's probably going to get room service or go to the restaurant at the first floor of the hotel mm-hmm. and, I mean I just think it would be really hard um, and yeah I mean football is only football is only what nine times a year you're away from home at least yeah um, but baseball man imagine being married to a baseball player I know you play for Minnesota now god damn it I'm allergic to stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the Preds sure suck. Yeah. Can we play all of our games in Europe? What sucks is that on paper, this is the opposite of what should be happening. And it, theoretically, maybe there's enough new people that they just need more time to gel. But it's always too early to really playing. It's always too early to really tell. Just you never yeah, know. But I don't, it I don't just, want to panic. But it would be like it would be nice to see, you know, the at least the inkling that they're in every game and they're not just giving up stuff at the end and doing that thing where it's like a minute left in the period and they somehow just lose everybody who's can shoot the puck at the goal at that, at that moment. Like I would, I, I bet the predators don't give up any more last minute goals than any other team does, but it seems like it happens to predators a lot. I'm excited about this show. Man, this movie is fucking wild. Yeah, it is. I was not, I did not remember, I'll save it for the show, <laughs> but I did not remember this movie. And I thought, I would have swore there was another movie that was kind of a thriller where a group of people went caving, mm-hmm. and I can't find it. It's The it. Cave, I think. But, the movie came out at the same time, like nearly the same time. Oh, Cole Hauser. I was thinking it was Patrick Wilson, mm-hmm. and that's why I couldn't find this movie. Okay. Is that any good? I can't uh, remember. I don't that remember either. it being very good, but has anyone made like a a lighthearted book about all of the pairs of Hollywood movies? Because they've been doing it for ages. With, I mean, we joked about it with the Armageddon and Deep Impact, but Ants and Bugs Life and all that stuff back then. But they're two two cave thrillers yeah. in the same year. There's even some really weird. There's some really weird ones with some odd coincidences that happen too, like. 
you know, you had Truman Show and Ed TV, which, you know, Dennis Hopper was supposed to play Kristoff. Um, right. And then he ends up being in Ed TV. Um, then there's the two, uh, there's the two intra- in vitro fertilizer, well, or the surrogate mother uh, movies that came out with, uh, you had the brother Solomon and you had baby mama. And yeah. Amy Poehler was in one and Will Arnett was in the other. They were married to each other at the time. Um, and then you had no strings attached and friends with benefits, which had yeah. Natalie Portman in one and it had, uh, and it was, it was, no, it had Ashton Kutcher in one and it had Mila Kunis in the other ended up getting married together. Yeah. And it also Natalie Portman has a Mila Kunis connection too, because of black Swan. But yeah. like those two movies came out around the same time. So weren't there two uh pre-fontaine movies yeah yeah like one was with jared leto and then uh and then was the other one billy crudup huh was it billy crudup billy crudup that sounds right was the other that one? sounds right yeah <sighs> all right well showtime mm-hmm. i'm gonna go top off my team all right say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill